Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend. Hope uh, everyone stays safe as always, whatever you decide to do this weekend. Uh, I stayed in per usual um, and watched the playing game on Saturday, which was a very intense matchup. Uh, Let me say it did not disappoint. No, John Morant and Damian Lillard both going at it. And then uh, CJ McCollum closing out for him in the last quarter. A great matchup overall. So uh, Memphis season has come to a complete end. Uh, but boy, those boys, them, them dogs, they were dogs, man. Boy, they have a good run. Uh, you know, after starting not the way they wanted to, to come back and still be able to be in the playing game at the very least was very telling of their passion for the game. And uh, they keep those type of young players on their team. They have a chance of being something special for years to come because, you know, excuse me, battling a veteran team like Portland Trailblazers where, you know, Damian Lillard had just went off the pat the all the bubble games. And, you know, to have a rookie like John Moran take him head on, it, it says something about that mentality, John's winning mentality. And John didn't have a disappointing game at all either. He had 35 points, you know. He had the layup package, a few dunks, you know, a few shots here and there. And I think if he works on getting a complete and good jumper, adds that to his game, along with that speed and agility, and adds a few more pounds, uh, he'll be he'll be he'll definitely be something force to be reckoned with, and will be one of the top guards in this league for uh, years to come. You know, so congrats to Portland Trailblazers, though. Uh, it was exciting to see them get in after all the hard work they put in. You know, many doubters thinking they wouldn't even made it this far. Uh, so like Damian Lillard said, he said, I didn't come here for nothing. I came here to get that eight seed. So they got it, and they will face the Lakers tomorrow, which I think uh, with Portland, I'm pretty sure – they can stretch the Lakers to maybe six games. But it all depends because, you know, the Lakers have been on cruise control for the past, you know, two weeks ever since they claimed the one seed. So, you know, they've really been resting and, you know, not giving too much energy. And, you know, so they're in the, they've been in the driver's seat, whereas Portland has played in uh, d- defensive mode for the past, like, month of the bubble, basically, because, you know, they had to stretch themselves out to make sure they had a chance to get to it. So it, it, it's, it's been a great bubble. It's been an interesting bubble. You know, N- nobody out there, nobody really expected Portland to be the AC. You know, it was always talk of Memphis or New Orleans. Those are the two teams that you heard talk about that they hyped up to make the playing game and then to play for the seeding because of both of their schedules being lighter than the other teams they had. But then you had, you know, the Suns go undefeated, you know, and then Portland. Uh, actually get into the eight seed. So, you know, he, basketball is so unpredictable. You know, you'll never know what you'll get until it happens. So today is the inaugural day of the playoffs. You know, they were all been waiting for. So at 12.30, we got the Jazz and the Nuggets. Uh, I think I'll take the Nuggets in that one. You know, I, I think their young core is great. And the Jazz's offense just is, is really inconsistent. Like, I think they're really missing Bogdanovich, you know, who can stretch the floor with his defense and then can also shoot threes, can also drive to the lane. Like, he's a very competitive uh, athlete. So, I think they'll miss him. So, I'll get the Nuggets on that one. Uh, Raptors and Nets, I'll take the Raptors because, you know, uh, Nate Nurse, uh, a great coach. 
know, their overall team is just better than the Nets. I mean, I think the Nets will uh, take them to five maybe, or it could be a sweep in that series. Uh, Celtics and 76ers, uh, I'll take the Celtics for game one. And overall, I think the series, it could be close because they haven't been, but it's hard because they don't have been sevens anymore. Because usually the 76ers and Celtics games usually go about, you know, five, six, seven games. So it will be interesting to say the least. And then Mavs and Clippers to close it out. I got the Clippers uh, just because, you know, they're fully healthy now and they got their whole team back, you know, Montrez Harold is back in the bubble now. I don't know if he's still quarantining or he'll be able to play. If they have him, I think it'll be the Clips game to lose tonight. Although it will be a close matchup because of how uh, Luka has played as well with Porzingis. You know, that team overall looking at those two and the way that Luka has people play the game. So I think it'll... So for the final predictions, I have the Nuggets, Raptors, Celtics, and Clippers winning tonight. But I think they'll all be uh, relatively close games, competitive games. And uh, that'll be, uh, we'll see how I do with those picks come tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to segue a little bit. Um, I wanted to get the sports and, you know, headlines out of the way. And I just want to talk about, uh, you know, some stuff, some random stuff. Cause I've said in my uh, podcast before that. I wanted it to be a mainly sports podcast, but also just share some things I think are important as well. You know, some personal stuff, some random thoughts. So, uh, you know, uh, like I said last week, uh, the Leisure Core came out uh, this weekend, uh, finished that yesterday, and it was an overall good series. Uh, I like how Nickelodeon at the time uh, instituted political uh, stances in it, I should say, uh, dealing with, you know, communism and dictatorship and anarchy and everything so i think it's very relative to how the world is going today you know as things seem a little bit chaotic so it's been uh great to see like cartoons like that age well you know having it it came 2013 and 14 uh but it was great to see uh that it, it didn't age bad at all so it's a series that I highly recommend if you never seen it uh, and to me if you've seen the last airbender and Korra I feel like they are actual prequels to each other not just sequels because I think you can watch either or first and still get a gist of what's going on if we're watching the other that's my deduction that's my personal deduction of it uh, you may have a different view but I think that uh it did a good job, you know, I think the writer did a good job of continuing the legacy of the Avatar, you know, without making, without relying on it too much, you know, as a crutch. You know, the way they brought some old characters that we loved back for a few episodes, you know, they had Toph and Sokka and Aang and Katara and all of them. So it, it was great to just, you know, revisit my childhood a little bit, you know, it's always great seeing that. And then uh, another show that came out that I think will be a great show uh, for the next few weeks. It's called Lovecraft Country. So it's an HBO show. It premiered last night. Uh, Basically, it's based on H.P. Lovecraft's cosmic horrors. So, you know, with cosmic horrors, it's basically the the gist of it, because I can't go into full definition, 
But the gist of it is basically human beings finding out that they cannot control a certain element of life, which is usually uh, an alien force that is what H.P. Uh, Lovecraft called in one of his stories, unnameable. So it was, uh, it's basically about aliens, but it's also not about aliens because it's like a creature you can't comprehend and so fearful and frightening. And uh, that's why I think will be accomplished in this movie, this movie, this show as well. So this show, you know, is based in 1955 uh, Jim Crow era, era. And it's about uh, this black man. Uh, Jordan Peele, also fun fact, Jordan Peele is the, what is he, the production. Yeah, he was dealing with production in this movie. So him and J.J. Abrams were the uh, producers of this movie, of this show. I don't know why I keep saying movie, sorry. And uh, Misha Green, it was developed by Misha Green. Uh, so a lot of uh, great, brilliant minds. And Misha Green also was the creator and uh, developer of the show, The Underground. Underground Railroad. It was either Underground or Underground Railroad. I'm not sure. But it was a good series as well. You should check that out if you get the chance. So basically, uh, Lovecraft Country is about this young black man who came from the Korea War named Atticus Freeman. And uh, he returns, you know, Jim Crow era. And I don't have to explain much. You know, uh, he has to deal with the racial injustice still going on in that era, which was even heightened and worsened during that time. Uh, So he receives a letter from his father, Montrose Freeman, who disappeared while he was at war. And basically him and his uncle George and his childhood friend, Latita Dandridge, they go on a journey to this, uh, I, I want to say island of this um, state that's mentioned in the Lovecraftian sh- uh, books called Arkham. Massachusetts, but basically in the show they changed it to Artem. So I don't know what's going. On. I don't know if they just twist it for the movie's sake, but in the regular uh, site it's called Arkham. So uh, I think it'll be a good series because you know it shows that Atticus and his family basically will have to deal with the not only the racial monsters, as in you know have to deal with people trying to kill them because it's covered in skin, but they now have to deal with these creatures that come out at night. No pun, it, pun intended. But uh, these alien-like creatures that come out, and then the gist is they are afraid of the light. So they don't come out in the daytime since they are, I think it's like vampires. They can't stand the sunlight. So it's going to be an interesting series, you know, and when Jordan Peele comes into the midst, you know, it's going to be a creative and interesting saga. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, progressive stations like HBO are now showing more of the black experience in America in terms of the reality of it and not sugarcoating it. You know, I think that has to be shown more, not just in film, but, you know, we have to change that and change the experience in our education system as well. Because I don't think we should depend on shows as the sole purpose of knowing what the black experience was like back in the Jim Crow era and slavery era. You know, I think it's up to the school system also to say that we have to talk about not only the good parts of America, but also the bad parts of America. Because history is history, no matter how you chop it up. So I just wanted to segue to that a little bit. 
uh, you know, give a few recommendations to my fellow, you know, shows, show fans. Like, you know, I'm a big show and movie person myself. And that's what I've been doing this entire course, you know, catching up on old shows or catching up on old movies, or making new movies and seeing new movies and all that. So uh, I'll just end it on that. You know, I hope you all have a great Monday. Hope you all have a great start to your week. You know, as always, it's been a pleasure potting with you guys. Peace.